This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Find it now wherever you access your favorite podcasts. When you hear the term business rescue, chances are it fills many of our listeners with feelings of anxiety and misery. But as we find out in today's conversation with attorneys Khosi Nkai Singh and Tuabi Yordan, seeking the assistance of business rescue practitioners could give your company a second chance at life. If you're a business owner, this one's for you. From the basics of business rescue to the pros and cons, we answer some of your most pressing questions. A very warm welcome to you and thank you for joining Card Blanche, the podcast. My name is Masa Gegana and today I'm delighted to be joined by partners at Cliff Decker Hoffmeyer to discuss a topic that I think is so vital for our country's economy. The economic situation on the ground is increasingly costly and it remains distressed. And we know that we need businesses to thrive in our ailing economy. But there's so many external factors that business owners can't control, such as the COVID pandemic, which devastated our economy and led to many businesses closing their doors. We also have load shedding to contest with and the rising cost of business and the list is just endless. So we thought that this would be the perfect time to talk about business rescue. And to answer some of these key questions about business rescue, I'm joined by Toby Jordan, who is the Director of Dispute Resolution and Head of Business Rescue Restructuring and Insolvency, as well as Posi Ngaising. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. How are you doing? Hi, Masa. We well, thank you. Thank you, Masa. Fantastic to be chatting to you. I know this topic seems like a bit of doom and gloom, but it is so important. I think there are so many misconceptions out there when we talk about business rescue. And this conversation, I want us to dispel some of those and just get back to basics here. What is business rescue? Who needs it? And when? So firstly, business rescue was introduced in Chapter 6 of our 2008 Act. It came into force on the 1st of May 2011. And basically, it's a process that's designed to assist financially distressed companies in order for them to rehabilitate and recover from their difficulties. So the primary purpose of business rescue is to restructure a company's affairs, property, liabilities in a manner that would maximize the likelihood of the company continue on a solvent basis. And if that's not possible a process that would ultimately result in a better return for the company's creditors and shareholders than would you know, result in an immediate liquidation. Very important is that the provisions provide a number of very powerful tools to try and achieve this purpose. One of them being the appointment of a business rescue practitioner that would normally be an independent restructuring professional, which would in effect take over control of the company and develop a business rescue plan that will obviously set out you know, how the company is going to be restructured. The Act also provides a general moratorium on all legal proceedings. And what that really means is that it creates a sort of safety bubble around the company to protect it from creditors that have claims against the company enforcing those claims. And that's just to provide breathing space to the company and the business rescue practitioner while the process is unfolding. I think the concept is really very important for our economy for a number of reasons, one of them being preserving jobs. And if used effectively, it is a very, very powerful tool. In practical terms, Jose, how does it work? Do you and your team come in and take over and take control? If I'm sitting thinking I may need this, but 
I don't want you to take over, how does that work then? So firstly, Master, just to clarify, we are attorneys. We don't take appointments as business rescue practitioners, but where we get involved is provide legal advice and support to a business rescue practitioner that's been appointed throughout the entire process. So what would normally happen is that there's two ways a company goes into business rescue. It either goes into rescue by the board passing a resolution or a court application can be brought by any affected person. And that, that includes employees, trade unions, shareholder or a creditor to place the company to business rescue. Just around the control, yes, once a practitioner has been appointed, they take full management control. The board or rather the directors and management are still working for the company, except that ultimately the decisions are taken by a business rescue practitioner. The practitioner may also delegate certain functions to those that are already involved or working for the company. So that's sort of in a nutshell how the process works. Toby, you've said in other interviews that you believe that business rescue can be used as a tool by business to reach successful outcomes. Elaborate on that. Maybe we must start off with the point to say that business rescue is not for everyone. Maybe a simplified way of saying that is that companies that can be rescued must be companies that still have a pulse. And to quote one of the business rescue judgments, where one of our judges said that business rescue is not designed for the terminally ill, nor for the critically ill. It's designed for ailing companies, which given time will be rescued and become solvent. So absolutely, business rescue is often overlooked, but it is a tool that we have in place or a vehicle that we can explore opportunities through to save the most crucial businesses and industries. But you asked the question about success, and I think it's very difficult to determine a success rate because some companies may have been successfully rescued and others have faced challenges and they couldn't deliver on the desired outcomes. But a successful outcome is largely dependent on various factors, including the nature of the business, the severity of the financial distress, the availability of funding, and then most important, timeliest intervention. Timeliest intervention, I think, is so important because as you mentioned that it needs to be companies that still have a pulse. When is the right time to seek business rescue? If you ask for the technical answer, you should seek business rescue when you are financially distressed. And the definition of financially distressed is if you can't pay your debts as and when they fall due for payment in the next six months. So as soon as you reach a cash flow problem or as soon as you realize that in the next six months, I wouldn't be able to pay my debts as they fall due for payment. That's when you immediately need to start considering business rescue. Because obviously, the sooner you get involved in the process, the better, for various reasons. Most importantly is that you give yourself a better opportunity to successfully turn around the business. But also, it may have a cost element to it. Because the sooner you start with the process, the more control you could have over the cost to be incurred in the process. Sometimes I feel that the the longer you wait, the more expensive the process because the more work there is to fix. Just from your observation, Toby, coming out of the pandemic and we saw what that has done for our economy and I mean globally as well. What were some of the patterns that you picked up from companies that were seeking business rescue? Were they coming when they still had a pulse? Well, unfortunately, that's hardly ever the case. Personally, myself, what I tried to do is to educate and to impress on the boards of directors that the quicker, the better. So I think that the effect of COVID is 
sometimes that the board of directors of financially distressed entities feel that it's not because of a mismanagement or it's not because of their own management style or faults that they find themselves in a financial distress position. They often blame COVID for the reason for their financial distress. And of course, there's merit and it's a fair comment. But some of those entities have already been distressed prior to COVID and COVID only made it worse. Kwasi, the elephant in the room, the bad reputation around a business rescue. If somebody's listening out there thinking, I like what they're saying, I can relate to what they're saying, I probably need the service, I want that bubble, but I'm a little bit skeptical of the process because of the bad apples in the industry, what would you say to them? I would say to them that we shouldn't just be focusing on the negative stories. There are a lot of positive stories out there. The one that comes to mind is Econ. You will recall that they went into business rescue during COVID in the very, very difficult circumstances where there were COVID restrictions and all of that. And they managed to come out on the other side and their doors are still open. They managed to save jobs. And that was a success story. We also saw Sturkinacor going into business rescue during a very, very difficult time as well. I know they had to close down quite a number of their cinemas, but they're still running. And in fact, I think we've seen a lot of people going back to the movies and once again, save jobs. So I would say to that person, Person, again, educate yourself. Know when it is the right time to start seeking advice. Often the boards are very, very worried about, you know, you mentioned about giving away control and all of that. But if you've chosen the right practitioner and you've got the correct captain steering the ship, the process is very, 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 very powerful. And if used effectively, can really be for the benefit of all the stakeholders. I completely agree about these positive stories. And I think that example of that six-month period was a very good hack. Because you're right, people have been going back to the movies. I went back to the movies recently after many, many, many years. And it really is quite a treat to do. And it's great to see the job preservation. Now, what should one look out for when you are looking for a good business rescue practitioner? I think the first thing you should do as a board or a company is consult with, for example, an attorney that specializes in that type of work. We would normally know, obviously, all the credible business rescue practitioners out there. What is very important as well is that even before filing for business rescue, that you get someone in to come do a pre-assessment of the business, of the level of financial distress, and in a way, sort of, you can call it interviewing a potential business rescue practitioner because the board would have to appoint that person when passing a resolution. What I'm trying to get to is doing that homework even before you file, just speaking to people and getting a kind of feel of, you know, whether or not this is someone that you are comfortable with and you believe has got the expertise and the abilities to run the process and hopefully a successful one. Well, so I can add to that to say that it must be a good fit because it's very important to understand that one of the building blocks for successful rescue is the importance of communication and teamwork between your practitioner, between management and the practitioner and also the employees. So you need to find the right captain that you feel comfortable with where you know that it will be a concerted effort and teamwork will be there and that you will be able to communicate with this individual. Looking at business post-COVID, what is your assessment so far? The CRPC releases business rescue stats quite frequently. And what that shows is that the number of active business rescues has been increasing since 2020, which was the COVID year. For example, in, in 2020, there was 176 active business rescues. That was the COVID year. In 2021, we saw 211. And 2022, we saw 242. So that sort of gives you a trend as to where we're going. And I think that there's obviously other factors as well, which play a vital role here, such as the elephant in the room, load shed 
getting the weaker currency. I think to a certain extent, we saw the riots about two years ago and the Russia-Ukraine war. So I think we are going to be seeing a lot more companies going into business rescue. Those numbers that you've just mentioned now, Kosi, and they're increasing and the last one at 242, what is the silver lining for business? I think we're going to be seeing many more investors, private equity firms, sort of seeing opportunity in investing in distressed companies or assets. And I think through that, we will see companies being rescued, being restructured, sort of starting off on a clean slate. So I think that's, that's sort of where we're going now. Before I let you both go, it would be amiss of me not to mention or ask the cost involved. I mean, if we're a business already in distress financially and we know lawyers do not come cheap, is this something that is viable still for somebody who, or a company or a business that is already in financial distress? Indeed it is. And as I mentioned earlier, it depends on the level of the distress and when you approach attorneys or advisors for help to assist. If you approach it at a much earlier stage, it could definitely have the effect on the cost I think costs must be managed. I think that it's important for attorneys to understand the role that they play in the distress and to say that it's important that we be realistic about what the cost expectations would be on a rescue and also to determine whether some of the other alternatives could assist or through exploring or implementing some of the other alternatives, you could end up in the same outcome. And those alternatives obviously include if it's possible to sell some of your non-core assets or your underperforming assets in order to generate a new cash flow or to generate some new capital to invest in the other core portfolios of your business. So I think cost is a very important element when determining the outcome or when strategizing and creating your turnaround plan. Anything you'd like to add, gentlemen, before I let you go? I actually think that it's nice to be involved in this discussion because it gives us the opportunity to start just talking more about the positive sides. I think Business Rescue has received a bad rap in the past, and it's good to know that negative stigma is slowly starting to wean as people have come to realize that the process is merely is not merely a prequel to a liquidation. You know, again, we keep on going back to this this word education and just really knowing what you're getting yourself into. And I think with people just really starting to understand how the process works, I think it, it can only get better. I'm always an advocate for this process because it is a very, very powerful tool if used correctly. And we certainly do need all the tools that we can to help this economy grow and thrive. Thank you to you both, Toby, uh, Jordan, and Kosin Gaiseng for joining us on Cod Blanche, the podcast that was very, very informative and helpful, and I hope it helped you too. That's another episode of Cod Blanche, the podcast, done and dusted. Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag carte blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok.